Welcome to the Pre-Post Film Review. I'm John Asquith. And I'm Matt Stevenson. So the way uh, things work over here at the Pre-Post is that we um, talk about the trailer for a film when that's released. So that's the first thing you hear, and that will be spoiler-free, so you can listen to that part of the podcast before you see the film. Then we'll jump forward in time, and you will hear our full review of the film after we've seen the full film, obviously. Um, But that part of the podcast is going to be chock full of spoilers right from the beginning. So if you haven't seen the film, um, wait until you've seen it before you listen to that part. Um, And this episode, we're going to be chatting about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Woo! Woo! I'm scared. I, I'm a ghost and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well, that makes sense because you'd be scared of being busted by the Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it turns the tables. We're on point here. <laughs> <laughs> Operation. That's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, doctor of particle physics. At- that stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. So we've just watched the tra- the controversial new trailer for the Ooh, yeah. Ghostbusters uh, reboot, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this trailer's caused a bit of a storm online with uh, some controversial Dickens. comments and, and negative, <laughs> yeah. negative ratings. Um, yeah. I'm curious, John, what you think of the trailer and what your thoughts in general I guess about a Ghostbusters reboot do you think it's needed or uh, yeah or not um yeah okay so I guess generally I don't really think it needs to be remade um Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting that they're not doing the thing of acknowledging that time has passed and setting it Mm. in the same universe as things like uh Star Wars did to a degree, Jurassic World, um, Independence Day, and all that stuff. Um, they're just straight up remaking it. All these kind of legacy sequels think... that are happening, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the legacy sequel. I don't. I think uh, this is a movie where you should do that. Um, I think. Uh, I know they wanted to have the female cast and new characters, but you can do that by still having the old ones. And I think it's a missed opportunity that they didn't have the older characters in it. Mm. Um, so in general, I'm not. Uh, particularly supportive of the idea of it um, but I don't have a problem with the old, the female cast or anything like that I think that's fine like if you're going to remake it what's the difference between remaking it with a bunch of dudes or a bunch of women they're new characters anyway um, mm. so I, I guess I'm like kind of looking forward to it uh, but I just think it'll be kind of a average you know funny but not great comedy um Mm. and really with all this other crap around it if you just boil it down to what the film is i think it'll be like okay um it looks like there's a lot of cg 
stuff in it uh, maybe a bit too much um, compared to kind of like the sort of practical nature of the older films mm. um, yeah so I don't know I guess I'm expecting it to be just okay um, yeah what are your thoughts Matt hopefully that wasn't too rambling there's just a lot of mess around yeah. the sort of make making of this movie yeah it's all been a little bit crazy yeah, I, I guess as usual um, I have a similar view to you I think I'm a little bit more positive on it, but perhaps that's just kind of a knee-jerk reaction to all the stupid, dumb negativity about it, and it kind of makes me want to stick up for it yeah, a little I bit. Yeah, I don't agree with... Um, yeah, I don't agree with any of yeah. that stuff, I should say, as well. I hate all the backlash against it. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous and just dumb. Um, but I also agree that I don't think it particularly needed a remake. Um I mean, I guess if you're going to remake it, at least changing up the, the cast completely is kind of like a good twist. Um, though it is a bit disappointing that it looks like the... At least from the trailer we watched, it looks like the plot is pretty similar, like beat for beat, kind mm. of what happens mm. in the first film, which is disappointing. Because I think, you know, it's such a cool premise. Like, you could do so much with the sp- spooky, supernatural comedy adventures like that's the kind yeah. of thing that i'm excited about is that we don't kind of get big budget spooky films and i know this isn't going to be scary but just the tone of it and you know dealing with ghosts and the supernatural in a fun way it's really rare yeah um so i'm kind of yeah, excited a that a, a big budget film is tackling that but it's sort of disappointing that in order for that to happen it has to go through the lens of a Ghostbusters reboot instead of a unique original property. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think unnecessary, but I, I guess I tend to agree with you that it should just be a fun, maybe a little bit CGI-heavy comedy. I mean, I like all the actresses. I like Kristen Wiig a lot. Yeah. I've liked yep. Paul Freig, the most of the stuff he's yep, done. Yeah, me too. So, you know, that all kind of bodes well. It's just just the sequel nature and the sort of rehashing of the plot that I'm a bit worried about. We'll see. I agree. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? There's a bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. Okay, guys, we're here to talk about the new Ghostbusters film. Ghostbusters Answer the Call, maybe it's called that? I don't know where you got that from. Did you, did you see that in the credits? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I, say that it in the said, credits. <laughs> in, in, in the one I saw, yeah, uh, it, it came up with, like, Ghostbusters at the end, and then underneath it said Answer the Call. Like, that was the... That's so weird. I didn't notice subheading that. Subheading Maybe it's something. the same here. It's really well, weird. Either way, we're answering the call now. We are answering the call. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've got our proton packs and yep. our um, call- too many callbacks to the first film, and we're ready to go. 
um, so yeah, I'm going to ask you, Matt, um, off the bat. I think when we talked about the trailer, we kind of said that we were fans of the first film, but not necessarily like totally obsessed with it, um, and therefore not not like Star Wars where we're really emotionally invested and going to get upset about changes and things. So I think we were fairly open to this uh, remake, uh, and it is a remake, not a continuation. Um, so yeah, what, what what are your kind of general thoughts after having seen this uh, remake of Ghostbusters? Um, yeah, well, I guess like you said, I was I didn't have super high expectations, but you know, I think I was more positive than <laughs> a lot of people. Um, and I don't know this. I I think generally I I like this a lot more than I expected to like it. I don't think it's a mm-hmm. perfect film. I have problems with it, and I think in particular the third act kind of shits the bed apart from one thing that we'll get into, which I actually quite liked about it. But in general, like I laughed a lot in this film and I had like a really good time for most of it actually. Mm. Um, and I mean, saying before how we didn't have much of a connection to the original Ghostbusters other than, you know, just liking the films when, yeah. when sort of after the little like post credits, little prelog thing where they, mm show the ghost first ghost for the first time and then the the actual yeah. theme music kicks in and they do like the, yeah. the logo i got like yeah. goosebumps in the cinema and i was like holy shit i yeah. did not know i was like this attached to the ghostbusters theme yeah. song like i got literally yeah, got yeah, chills yeah. um having said that i think it does try a little bit too hard to be funny like it's you can feel like it wants every line wants to be kind of like a laugh out loud loud funny line which didn't work all the time and i found myself sort of resisting the humor a little bit or <clears throat> i should say I, I i wanted to laugh more than i was at the beginning and there were certain jokes that weren't sort of landing but the more that it went on the more maybe i sort of fell into the groove of it or maybe it just genuinely got funnier i'm not sure but yeah, by the end I was I was laughing a lot, especially Chris Hemsworth. I loved. I was cracking up mm. like almost mm. every time he opened his mouth. I was in stitches. Um, and Kate McKinnon. I mean, everyone's talking about Kate McKinnon, but I really. I mean, she's a little bit over the top sometimes. But once I got again into mm. her like groove of weirdness, I mm. I thought she was awesome, and I I yeah really enjoyed everything she was in. So I'd say like pleasantly surprised, but. I think it's flawed and not as good as the original. Um, and we can yeah. probably go explore it a little more uh, mm. in detail. But what about yourself? How did you feel? <clears throat> um, yeah, I would agree uh, with the opening. Um, I The same thing happened to me. Like, it, you really? have that, the little ghost story and then the music kicks in. And I, I yeah, felt the same. I got this rush of kind of like... Um, oh, I'm I'm more excited for this than I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's cool. Like we're we're we've got a ghost story, and now we're meeting new characters, and here's the music, and we're off on a new adventure. Um, so I, I liked that. I liked the opening. I, I probably liked the first act actually the most. So we're we're um, uh, yeah, a little different in that sense. That I I really liked in terms of the comedy, or into just like the- uh, yeah, in terms of the comedy right. um, and introducing the characters and things. Uh, and then it it got very um, average for me. I, I have to say, uh, and I, I was very open to liking this, and I wanted to like it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to laugh a lot given the talent involved. Um, but I didn't really. 
Uh, really? I, a lot of the jokes just didn't land for me. Um, and I found myself, yeah, noticing that they were, the jokes were there and that it was like, oh, here's the, here's like a punchline and mm. this is where everyone's supposed to laugh. And mm. it just didn't, just didn't work for me. Um, and when, once you kind of, realize that you're on on that level not on the same level as a movie you notice it more you know yeah, what i mean like i was really tough for a comedy i think once you yes. get off the wavelength of the, the gags exactly yeah. yeah and then so then every time i like i laughed a bit every now and then uh, it's not like i it was you know god awful or anything um and i and i overall i had a really good time with the movie uh well i wouldn't even say really good i think it's it was it was like a fun time at the movies. Yeah, right. And I, I can see actually that it skews a bit younger than the original film, I would say. Um, yeah. And I think if you if you were like a a young teen or, or something like that, I think this movie would be really good, um, uh, like a really fun movie. And I think uh, if you had like kids around that age, it would be a good family film as well. Mm. Um, and everyone else in the theatre seemed to really like it. Um, they were having a, a good good old chuckle. Good old chuckle. Um, you were just silently sitting there seething in the front <laughs> row. <laughs> yeah, I had my arms crossed. And every now and then I'd put my thumb up like upside down and just like go... Um, no, I didn't do that at all. I, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted. I, I think it was like well made for the most part and mm. and perfectly fine, but I... I really wanted to be laughing a lot. Um, I think that makes a difference, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's, it's like it, an obvious thing to say in a fucking comedy, but I just think the filmmaking itself, as good as it is in parts, doesn't hold up specifically towards the end. Like, it's it kind of all falls apart, and the, the plot isn't yeah. really enough to push you no. through. And if you're not laughing, then I can imagine it, it would be a bit of a slog. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and I think on that point, like, the, I liked the first third because it, it was taking its time a little bit mm. um, to establish things, and then it get, get the pace gets really quick, um, mm. and I felt like it rushed towards the end. And then, uh, specifically, there's this moment at the end where um, uh, Kristen Wiig... Uh, jumps in after Melissa yeah. McCarthy in this like void, and it's like Frodo helping Sam out <laughs> of the river at the end of Fellowship, and they do not earn that at all. You no, know, like I totally the agree. sound mix comes down and the strings start swelling, yeah. and it's like I'm not going to leave you again. It's like where the hell did this come yeah, from? I'm I not totally feeling this at that. all. Um, that really kind of threw me out of the movie. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm rambling a bit because I'm still kind of digesting things. But it, it definitely, for me, it missed the mark. I think it's, like, I'm not offended by it or, you know, whatever. And and just to touch on the, like, social side of it, the social kind of politics of having um, a full female Ghostbusters thing, that's, like, totally fine. And, you you know, anyone that has a problem with it, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, it it doesn't matter either way. What what didn't work for me is the script, you yeah. know. Um, and it's like guys or girls, I don't care. Like that's the script was. It felt it felt like it needed another draft to me to, to like. Yeah. Take out to take out some of the callbacks which we haven't even talked about yet, and make it more its own 
thing, which they were like trying to do, but also a bit scared to do. I, I guess it's hard. It's hard to do a remake. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I agree. I think I think the script is the main problem, uh, mainly because of the structure and there's no kind of like real build, and particularly when you get into the third mm. act. There's just no sense of threat or no sense... Of, there's no stakes. You just don't give a shit. You sort of... You know that yeah. this old mate is trying to open a portal, but, like, mm. all right. You know, like, there's just... Yeah, there's, it doesn't uh, really set the rules very well. No, for that sort of no, thing. no, no. It's, it's really poorly handled. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. In terms of the references, if we want to jump back and get into, like, how it sort of continually references the original film... To be honest, I was actually pleasantly surprised in terms of how different the plot went. Like, after talking about with you in the trailer, I thought it was literally going to be almost a beat-for-beat remake, including the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man as the big bad Yeah, I thought that as well. And, I mean, particularly a little bit off-film, but in London they've had, like, a huge installation at Waterloo Station and the whole installation is based around the Stay Stay Puft Marshmallow Man busting through the floor of Waterloo Station, which is also an awesome bit of marketing. It looks really cool. Um, Yeah. It's strange that they did that. Exactly. But that made me think, oh, okay, well, this is obviously where the film's going to end up and, Mm. you know, that's really disappointing. So I was expecting it to be almost beat for beat, the first, the original Ghostbusters film. So I was impressed that, it kind of tried to at least carve its own way to an extent and it was had this new villain and he was like drawing the ghosts into the city. It was like it divorced itself from the original plot in that sense. Mm. Um, and I have to admit that I was a little bit smitten with all the cameos, like just seeing the original Ghostbusters come back and this may be my attachment to the first film being a little stronger than I thought, like just seeing all of them pop up. Um, I yeah. really liked. I do think... Uh, that some of them were a little clunky and ham-fisted, but I don't know. I was willing to let them slide. And I think that that, uh, certainly towards the end of the film, I was so on board for the first two thirds that I was willing to let little plot contrivances Mm. go just to see some of the old faces um, return. But I don't know. I I feel like you were perhaps less forgiving. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate them. Like, I, I, yeah, it was cool to see the older characters um, or the older actors. Um, but I don't know. It just made me think. I don't know. This is you know Matt, Matt and John rewrite the film. You know, which we haven't done for a while. Well, actually, we used to do all the all the freaking Maybe time. Maybe we should just but, do um, that for the podcast. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I I do wish it was a continuation in that sense. Mm. Like. Just have them, like have them as have their them characters. Have them pass the torch on to these new. Yeah, characters. yeah, and I know that's a bit of a trope, but it, it's oh, that's okay, you know. Like, uh, I I don't know. Like Bill Murray's, like it was cool to see him, and I like him, but it was also a bit goofy and. Well, see, you know, actually, he fly, Bill, flies out the window yeah, and all that Bill stuff. Bill Murray's a good example. Work for me because I thought, I agree, and I thought. Again, it's a, a bit of me being swept up in the comedy of it at that po- stage where I was kind of willing to let it go. But at the time when his cameo first sort of appeared, I was really excited. And then when it sort of transpires that he gets chucked out the window by the ghost, I thought that was going to be like a huge plot point And that would be like, you've just murdered someone 
and that would be like sort of in the first film where it like throws them into the spotlight in a negative way and then they have to like prove themselves because now they look like crazy people yeah. that just fucking murdered their only like critic yeah but it's critic, just yeah, like yeah. it's just forgotten like he just yeah, dies it's really weird <laughs> yeah so yeah strange. he dies that's it yeah I agree it's I thought so he weird. was gonna be like a bit of an uh, uh, element to it like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the doubting Thomas or whatever and it's it's purely just to have him in there, yeah, you know, yeah. and then get fuck him off, get rid of him. Yeah, it's really strange. Like I've uh, sort of broken my rule a little bit with this film and listened to a few podcasts and things before we do this review. And like I was mm. really quite high on the film coming out of it, even though I had issues and third act stuff, which again we'll talk about. But listening to all the like negative <laughs> reviews and people talk about the problems with it, this is a, a film that's sort of like gone down in my opinion mm. a little bit mm. and I'm starting to like see more problems the more I think about it um, which I don't know if necessarily is a good or bad thing because if I just rated on the fun that I had for the first like for the majority of that film like I when the credits yeah. rolled I was like man I'm so happy that I had such a great time in the cinema for that film you know what I mean like yeah I think that's a good thing yeah so I, I feel bad for being a little negative yeah, on stop it. bringing um, me down John yeah sorry Matt um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm. That's always good when you feel that way. And I, as I said, everyone in my <laughs> theater loved it. Like, mm. um, you know, there's that kind of like I guess it's post credits. But by the way, the ending is weird of this movie. I, I didn't like the ending. You talking about the, um, like the third act or like the right? The the very like the cut to directed by Paul Feig is like. I don't even. Weird. Re- I don't remember what it was. To be honest. Well, it's what like. Uh, Ernie Hudson, right, makes his cameo. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, I, I liked his cameo. Yeah, but it's like then it just it just ends. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. it's like hey, uh, hey, uh, oh, I need this. Directed by Paul Feig. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it like that. That is strange. It, there was no build up or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just found that that strange. And then they have this um, post credits thing where they're finally in the firehouse. Mm. And Sigourney Weaver makes her... Again, I love that, though. Or awkward cameo. But I just, seeing Sigourney Weaver, I didn't think she was going to be in it. Then I was like, holy shit, it's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I even like that she was like the scientist's um, auntie or whatever she was. Something like that. I don't know. Um, But then, like, her line is kind of weird. It is. I give you that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite get it. Um... I and then they're yeah. on the roof and it's like, oh, look, everyone loves the Ghostbusters that, and stuff. That I didn't like. Like, that felt... they Like you talking about going down the fucking netherworld portal. Like, the yeah. the city suddenly falling in love with the Ghostbusters felt very unearned. Yeah, because you didn't really see the re- residents of the city reacting to anything. It's such a missed know? opportunity, too, because the way they build, like, the government agents painting them as, like, frauds and there's this whole kind of through line of, like, Kristen Wiig's character, like, not being taken seriously and being rejected. and Like, you could have done a really interesting, just, I don't know, ca- like, bit of <laughs> character development there and they kind of just skim over it and then chuck that scene at the end and they all kind of, like, have a hug on the roof and go, oh, everyone loves us now. And it's like, well, when the fuck did everyone not love you? Like, you didn't show us any of that. Mm. I don't know. I, yeah, that's one huge example of poor screenwriting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just feel, yeah, I, I don't want to be too negative because, as I said, I think it 
it's enjoyable and I, I can see why people really like it. Mm. Um, um, and well, maybe I'm just repeating myself, but just for me personally, and I guess that's the only way I can speak. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't, didn't work. Um, and that's what I was going to say too, is at the end, like, so we have that post credit scene and it's like, I love the Ghostbusters. And then you get Chris Hemsworth dancing in the credits. Oh yeah. That's weird just, as shit. Really, anno- just annoyed me at that point. I was but, like, "Why? Like, this is obviously something you cut out of yeah, the movie." Exactly. You know, you, did you that, hear the story? That about whole this? thing. Yeah. Sorry. No, like that. You're sorry. Like, you're exactly right. It was meant, obviously, meant to be in the film because how he poses them all in like the pointing yeah, to the sky. Disco that move. whole. Th- <clears throat> and because they cut it, that wasn't funny in the movie to me either. It's like, why is he making them? Yeah. That felt like bad comedy to me. Like, oh look, a silly, a silly pose or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. No, I agree. It, it actually annoyed me at that point. I was actually looking... I When they did that, I thought there was going to be a big dance number and I got psyched and I was like, yeah. there's going to be a massive musical mm. number here and then it just never eventuated. Yeah. Um, and like, so that starts and me and my wife, we just like stood up and just like <laughs> button, button up our coats and just walked just out. Just threw your popcorn at the screen and walked out. <laughs> but as I was walking out, I was like looking around and I was like, no one else is getting up. And everyone was in their seats with like a big smile on their face, like watching Chris Hemsworth dance. Like, well, that's what dancing. I was doing when I was... <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. That's why I think I'm I'm may, maybe in the minority in terms of like a general audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I was, And then I got out and I was like, is that weird that everyone is still just sitting in there watching like Chris, Chris Hemsworth like dance around and stuff? <laughs> and I felt like, you know, I was in the twilight zone, you know, like everyone else is acting strange. There is also, there is also a post credit sequence as well. Like a little stinger. Right oh, another one. End, oh, okay. Which is fucking what terrible. Happens um, <clears throat> they're just all sitting around in the Ghostbusters lab and, uh, Leslie Jones's character is listening to that tape with this, like the fart joke tape from the start or whatever. I actually thought it was going to be a fart oh, yeah. joke. And she's just, I think they're shitting on about something. And then it's sort of like pans into her and then she's listening to the tape really intently. And then she takes her headphones off and she's like, something about I've heard something. And they're like, oh, what'd you hear? And then just, she's like, does anyone know what Zool means? Oh, and right. I was so like, they're just going to copy the sequel as exact, well. Well, no, that's the original, but that pissed me off. Like, I think it's, oh, it's right. horrible. Yes. Sorry, yeah. yeah. That's, I really yeah. hope that's not what the sequel is going to be. Just like a rehash of the whole Zool plot from the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. You, you did yourself a favor leaving before that. Cause that did, <laughs> that annoyed me at the end. Yeah. I um, feel bad, uh, that I'm negative. Yeah, about should, it. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's fair enough. If it wasn't, if you weren't on board and it wasn't clicking, that's, I can understand because I certainly do have the same problems with the narrative that you had. It sounds like it's just, I was having so much fun for most of it. Mm. And mm. laughing so hard that I was willing to let a lot of it slide in the moment, which I think is the problem now post the film where those issues are like niggling at me and it's hard to sort of forgive them when I'm not actually laughing. Um, but having yeah. said that, <clears throat> and as much as I disliked the uh, the third act and the, just the way it sort of just descends into CGI chaos, I did like, one thing I did like was um, the sort of like... The, the, the very sort of end when it's... When I thought they were going to release... Well, actually, I didn't think... When they release the big demon or whatever, he takes his form and it's Chris Hemsworth or whatever, then he decides to, like, ask them to choose something or whatever, similar to mm. the original Ghostbusters, and they talk about something cute. And he creates the, like, Ghostbusters logo. 
and then the yeah. Ghostbusters logo grows into this giant thing. And I, at first, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. It's like animated, like a literal, not hand drawn, but mm. it looks, you know, it's like self yeah, yeah. animated." Mm. But then I was like, "This, that's really weird and dumb. Like, why is that the final ghost?" But then I was thinking about it as I was watching it, and it's like, I think it's actually a really clever sort of like meta statement about what the biggest hurdle for this film is. Like the biggest mm. battle mm. this film has in a meta sense is like the spectre of the original Ghostbusters and they have to defeat mm. the legacy mm. of the first film. Not yes. it's not like the first film is the is bad, but like the first film is this yeah. huge looming presence that they have to overcome and it's like stake mm. their own claim. And like when mm. I was when I was watching that film, like that sort of dawned on me halfway through that battle and I was like, this has like lifted this third act up into a little higher strata yeah. than I would have given it. I think that's really clever. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I thought that that's really cool. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, and the movie uh, touches upon that a little bit as well and some of the criticism, like, you know, they... Yes. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is always reading YouTube comments yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, don't read those. And, you know, they're like, bitches can't be Ghostbusters yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that, you know? I really liked all that stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. I acknowledge totally agree. that. One thing I didn't think mm. quite worked was the kind of... Um, inconsistency with what their like ghostbusting remit was like you know they're meant to be like these scientists that are like capturing and studying ghosts mm. which was what how the first film went down like it's all about mm. tethering them with your proton packs and then getting them into the trap and then mm-hmm. sealing them up which seemed like where this was going and then like randomly in mm. the third act all of a sudden like, Kate McKinnon's developing all these weapons, like, grenades and shit that, like, then... Yeah, is to, like, yeah, kill them. exactly. Yeah. Then when they have the big yeah. battle, they just seem to be, like, killing ghosts yeah. who are already dead. Like, I just... It was, yeah. like... It was weird, and I didn't quite get what the logic or the rules were there. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Which bugged me a little bit. Having said that, though, I did really like the slow-mo... Like Kate McKinnon with her two pistols, where she that was like the one bit of style within the whole like mm, mm. final battle where she like took down yeah, all those guys cool. like badass, even if it didn't yeah. make sense in terms of the like I said, the killing ghost logic. But <clears throat> yeah. it looked cool, yeah. No, it looked cool. Um, and on just to be you know, say something positive on the note of things that look cool, I really liked that the opening ghost mm. uh, and that old mansion and stuff. I thought that that setting was all really well done. And the ghost looked cool. Like it looked like a practical thing that they yeah, had yeah. kind of put some CG over the top of. I was actually, I uh, listened to, I think it was like the last Pixie Show podcast the other day and they talked about apparently Paul Feig was determined to have a lot of practical stuff on set. So a lot of those were real yeah, actors cool. that they then, like on wires that they then CG overed. And they sometimes had puppets mm. or even at least like drones with lights and stuff. So there's practical mm. stuff on set, <clears throat> mm. which I think is cool. I actually do think all the effects looked pretty good to be mm. honest. Like so, towards the end, it does. It yeah. is very CG, um, mm. but they, they look decent. Um, one effect that I did really, really love actually was when they were in the, the villain who I'm forgetting his name in his sort of like underground laboratory and he had all those mirrors mm. and there was just like the oh, ghost that like, great, yeah. 
like putting their head, like trying to bust out of the mm. mirrors, and that was like the one sort of like frightening image in the film. Yeah, that was it was genuinely unnerving. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, creepy. Yeah, that was good. That was really cool. I like that because I would say that was the other thing that um, was a little disappointing for me was that not that the first film's scary, but I don't. I think it's more scary than this. Mm. Like, mm. there's not many frights. I mean, apart from the vomit thing which is kind of like a, a jump scare and the creepy mirrors it's all pretty yeah it's all pretty cartoony and not yeah not scary right. though having said that um like what i said in the trailer it is cool just to have like a big a big spooky blockbuster like a blockbuster that's mm. about ghosts and creepy things even if it wasn't very creepy in the end like slime mm-hmm. and ghouls and stuff is is rarely seen in yeah. Hollywood blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, and that's why, as I say, I think if if I was, or if you were, um, you know, a teenager or something, I think you would really like this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it has the potential to stick with you the way the first one did for a different generation. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. to the pre-post film review we'd love to hear what you guys uh, thought of Ghostbusters do you agree with John was it underwhelming or do you agree with me and were you pleasantly surprised um, you can email us at prepostfilmreview at gmail.com we review, uh, we review we do review every email but we also reply we to every email that we get yep. so uh, send us something you'll get something back from us that's always cool John where else yes, should they that's right <laughs> I was just thinking about our emails. Um, so many of them. They're just flooded. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, you, that's right. And uh, we love emails and we also love social Wait. media. Yeah. Well, we, we don't mind it. But we like it when you guys get on social media with us. So you can find us on Facebook. You can give us a like there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at prepostfr. Um, it's a great way to, you know, get in contact with us and mm-hmm. see what we're up to. Um, and another great way to not keep in touch with us but help us out is to subscribe to the podcast. Whether you're on iTunes or whatever service you use, definitely subscribe because it helps us uh, get more listeners and maybe be featured on a couple of podcast lists and things like that. And if you want to leave a review, that would be awesome as well, uh, especially on iTunes. That sort of stuff really helps. So uh, that would be great. That Thank would, you in advance. That would be very, very cool. Um, and also, if you want a bit of more John and Matt action, you can head over, head over to Letterboxd. We're both on there, uh, where we'll be reviewing and ranking all the films that we see that perhaps aren't featured on the podcast. There's links in the show notes to both of our profiles. Um, it's a cool site that... Uh, yeah, it has a great community over there, so we recommend that you join up. It's really cool. Uh, and you can join us next episode where we're going to be discussing a new Steven Spielberg film, John. Uh, yeah. The BFG. Exciting That's right. Times. <laughs>
don't know what that was. That's the sound, <laughs> the sound the BFG makes when he blows dreams into people's rooms. <laughs> <laughs> You just want some more I think you better call Ghostbusters Ow! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters Who you gonna call? You ready? Your arse in Just get the anus out of the shot there <laughs> Come on There's a good stinger for you 